There once was a call no time. Yeah, why not? Horse was a land, Lavania. Damn. Subscribe. No, you can like, share. That's amazing. Take two. <laughs> what? Take two? This is a conversation with Shweta Subram. She's a singer, popularly known for the songs Jalebi Baby, Dile Nadan from the movie Hawaii Zada, and Khushnuma with the piano guys. In this conversation, we discuss the magic of music, her journey getting into music and her creative process, experience working in the Bollywood and Tamil music industry, and then we end by playing a spicy Coffee with Karan inspired rapid fire round. There once was a show called No Time. Whose host was Alej Lavania? You can like, comment, share, and subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, and Spotify. You can give it five star ratings on Apple Music and make wonderful donations on Patreon. Your love and support we really care of and now it's about show time it's no time so friedrich nietzsche had once said that those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who couldn't hear the music oh wow so i would like to start off by talking about the power of music what is it about music that pulled you in and do you think that music stands for something more than just songs and melodies and singing and dancing do you think there's a certain energy or certain magic to music that we often don't talk about for sure you're right for me i've always been drawn to music in fact i find that after silence if there's something that's more um uh, you know um uh, expressible to the inexpressible i think it's music i've always seen that music is uh, for me very uh, therapeutic a uh, lot of times when i'm having a bad day you know i find that and you know of course i have different genres that i listen to depending on the day depending on the mood um but i feel like music can heal so many people in so many different ways so yeah like you're in a good mood you want to dance to good music but times when you're feeling down you're having a stressful day you know i just put up put some blues some jazz you know i sit and listen to some beautiful classic melodies from the 70s like i listen to even sometimes in the indian music uh you know carnatic musicians like ms subalakshmi i listen to lata mangeshkar so um Uh, I think music has the power to heal. It's extremely therapeutic and uh, that's probably why I was drawn to music at a very young age because being the only child uh growing up to a lot of pressure, you know, I felt like I needed I needed a friend that I you know and music was that friend to me and uh, it's stayed with me for a very long time and I hope it stays for with me for years to come. It is a very powerful relationship that you describe with music that you share. Um There was there's an instance in your life you were sitting at the airport and you got a message from the music composer Bharat Goel who mm. had said that there's an opportunity for you to collaborate with Ayushman Khurana for the movie Hawaii yeah. Zada. Right. And thankfully you were at the right place at the right time you were heading to India at that point. That's super important yeah. yeah. Right and place at the right time. You of course had the right set of skills and you had the right background to be able to capitalize on that moment. And this ties into something a lot of musicians talk about which is the fact that they often feel like music is not really in their control. um lot of artists talk about the fact that they might spend 40 hours a week trying to write a song and nothing comes to them and then there's a sudden stroke of inspiration sudden idea and then it all just within an hour they have a song it all ready. falls in place yeah it all yeah. falls in place yeah. so i want to check with you as well do you ever get this feeling that a uh, music is 
so much larger than any one person that you never feel like even though you've i mean you're amazing at it and then this is your craft but you never completely in control of it and at times you are always a student of it it's always subject to some kind of circumstance or maybe this is a stroke of inspiration or something of that yeah, sort yeah one has to always remember that uh they're still learning they're still students because the day you believe that you know everything about music or about anything in, in life i think that's sort of your finale you know for me uh i've been doing music for years yes i've been learning carnatic music growing up as a kid then i was drawn towards hindustani music uh recently been more interested even in um uh you know western music and theory and stuff like that um so i feel there's abundance of knowledge out there uh when it comes to music and Uh, so many different kinds of artists genres of artists um, you know so there's so many styles to learn from and you get inspired from yeah you know different artists different days uh even like for example last night i was at a gig i was performing with sabir at this wedding and what a powerhouse like you know i i believe i'm a powerhouse but when i saw him i felt really small <laughs> you know i was like wow like there's so much to learn from his performance from his style from his humility from his modesty um so uh, yeah i think i think Uh, we should never we should never have this uh, you know egoistic uh, you know like this this belief or this attitude that we know at all uh, one has to always be open to learning from experiences uh, from the books and uh, when you when you spoke about bharat goyal that was such a great experience like i remember he's actually a programmer and uh, right, like you said right place at the right time i was just at the airport on the way to mumbai and for him to call me and say you know aishman khurana has listened to some of your covers on youtube and he wants to work with you i mean what a great feeling i i remember going to bombay and recording it and two weeks after that the song was out in a movie so you know everything happened so quickly so i think in this industry you kind of have to be prepared for what uh, actually generally to be prepared for what life throws at you uh, it's very important to be prepared to continue the learning keep the learning like you know keep the learning curve growing because you never know where you're going to land up and what's going to come at you so yeah In your earlier answer, you had mentioned that music has the power to heal. It has a lot of therapeutic effects as well. Um, on a lighter note, so in the for the song "Jalebi Baby," you've said the interpretation for "Jalebi Baby" is that relationships are as risky as, as a jalebi. As risky as jalebi, yeah. They always go around in circles, a lot of spiraling, a lot of turmoil as well. And this lightly, I guess, ties into a bigger question about: Do you think music always needs to have a purpose? Does every song need to convey a message? In fact, does music even have an objective to heal? or to make people feel a certain emotion make them smile cry laugh or of dance of course of course i think music does that beautifully uh there are days when you're like you know if i'm feeling low and uh i just feel like taking a pen and paper and writing my emotions down you know cuz you it's not necessary you always have a friend who's going to wake up like you know who's going to wake up to your calls at like 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning you know they might whack you they might be like listen let me go to sleep you're going you're you're, you're crazy <laughs> you know so music that's why i said for me growing up as an only child not having siblings around me not having anyone to share my feelings with music was that friend to me you know uh, i could put my thoughts on paper i could convert my uh, feelings into uh, words into melodies um so it's great like i've done actually a lot of the songs that i've written uh, like my own original compositions have uh, uh, seen the light of day like that in fact juba uh gile these are songs these are two of my uh, original singles that i uh, that i first wrote and i remember ajuba just happened to me one night at 4 in the morning i was after a concert i came home and the melody came to me and i was like main hu tumhari ajuba mehbooba main hu tumhari ajuba and i was just like wow this is flowing so beautifully and i just wanted 
to write this and the next thing i know i'm in the studio recording it and then i shot a music video in toronto so you know what i mean so yeah. so i just think that uh, music is definitely therapeutic uh, it's it's a great way of portraying your emotions and uh, for me it's been my best friend yeah i find it fascinating this whole concept of tapping into music the idea of a flow state but i must apologize we've gone in quite a abstract 10 minutes in to the interview and i'm i take full accountability for that no that's okay so, i keep talking as well no we love it. we love the <laughs> answers on this show so um definitely want to explore your journey and more tangible questions less philosophical questions hopefully so just to lighten it up a bit i have a slightly lighter question i guess so in the movie yesterday the protagonist wakes up and he finds out that um all beatles music has been erased from the world and he's the only one who remembers it so if wow. you were put in that position wow okay and if you were to wake up one day and you find that all music that you like has been erased from history and you have the choice to just save one song which song out of these three would you save and why would it be khwaise from heroin would it be lambi judai from hero or whether it would be can i kya from bombay ah oh, you put me in a tough spot but i would pick lambi judai it's one of my favorite numbers in fact i don't know if you know this or you may because you've done your homework and i know you have so uh, <laughs> you never know <laughs> i i won i won my first award in music with lambi judai my rendition of lambi judai from hero and uh, but you put me in a tough spot because you know uh, heroin uh, music composed by salim suleiman fabulous composers kehna hai kya the legendary ya rahman in fact i remember i used to sing kehna hai kya a lot uh, in school and everyone used to love that rendition and they're like oh my god you got to sing it you got to sing it and then it's funny when when time came for me to compete at this national um, you know music competition that was taking place in 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 toronto uh, i remember i chose lambi judai and uh, since that day anywhere i go even uh, as recent as a few days ago i was at someone's house and they're like please aap thoda lambi judai ki gaiye so you know it's like one of one of my favorite numbers and i think that's the one song i would never want to forget Don't want hate mail from people who love Can I Care from Bombay. In fact, what a great album all together. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I said uh, it's a tough choice. Yeah, it's a show of tough questions. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was lucky enough to actually watch an ARMAN show here in Dubai at the Coke Arena, and he had performed Tu Hi Re, and I still get chills just yeah. thinking of that performance. Yeah. It was, and Hari Haranji is just another level you know like he just surprises you with his uh, renditions and just his you know nuances and just the things he does with the song you know he makes it his own it is his song so the way he uh, renders it every single time is different and it just gives you goosebumps so i'm with you on that yeah legend is own right but unfortunately you have to make a choice and you pick the song that's closest to you okay so let's talk a bit more about your journey you didn't mention when you moved to toronto and i want to definitely cover that so you were born and raised in dubai and then you ended up moving to canada later in life so in a previous interview you had said that moving to canada made me angry especially as this shift was done when i was about to graduate from high school so i couldn't graduate with the friends that i had for 16 years of my life now i had a new school new life and new friends with a bit of a culture shock as well so i started focusing more on music i personally find this impact of relocating shifting on a child's life very interesting because it had a huge impact on my life as well when we moved from muscat to dubai in fact i feel like it changed my personality altogether so what was it like for you when you moved from dubai to canada and what was that culture shock like yeah i completely agree with you actually i'm sure we've had similar experiences in fact it changed my personality altogether as well because you know here in dubai firstly um i had a lot of memories you know i was born here raised here a lot of friends and you know how it is in high school you make some of your best buddies 
And then for some, your parents to wake up one day and say, you know what, we have been doing this for a while, but we haven't told you this. We have been applying for Canadian PR. And then I'm like, okay. And I was hoping secretively that that would come through after I graduate from high school. But it came through just a year before I was supposed to graduate. And, you know, I was on student council and I was very popular in school. Like I was always uh, in, a, in a bunch of different activities and always, you know, outside school competing and, you know, performing and stuff. So I really enjoyed um, the spotlight. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm one that really enjoys the spotlight. So I, I didn't want to leave my comfort zone. I didn't want to leave this place that I call home, you know. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was... It was tough because firstly, I was under the impression, okay, even if we move from Dubai, we're going to Canada, we'd go to Toronto. But my parents decided to choose Ottawa, which was uh, boring as hell. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a proper, very... I don't want hate mail from people in Ottawa. No, no, no. I, <laughs> the I, capital. Honestly, I love, I love, I love <laughs> yeah. Ottawa now. I mean, it's, it's now home to me because my parents are still there. And, you know, it, it, I, I think it, it, it's not uh, hatred particularly towards the city. It's just the idea of moving when I'm so comfortable, you know, in, in Dubai and my memories are there. I didn't know anything else. Right. And you want to graduate with your friends. You want to, you know, you want to have that high school prom with your friends. You want to make that that you want to you want to have that graduation trip with your friends. So none of that was happening for me. Uh, and I was I think a little I was actually more upset with my parents that they couldn't wait for me to graduate to do to move to Canada. So I think uh, going to Canada. Yes. Culture shock for sure, because. Here, you know how it is in school, like we have uniforms, we're in a private school system, and then you go there and firstly, you're, you're, I'm moving from an all Indian school now to a multicultural school, and then there, there are no uniforms in place. You can wear anything you want. It's more like a fashion parade. Um, in fact, it's kind of stressful because you can't, girls were like, you can't repeat what you're wearing, you know? And I was like, really? <laughs> okay, sure. Um, you know, so all of that, so there was, there was a lot of surprises, um, uh, in store for me and uh, adjusting because, you know, you, when you, when you go there, when you're like 15 and in that school, people have had long, lifelong friends, right? So suddenly you're trying to adjust and fit into a new group. So that made it a little bit more complicated as well. But actually, you know, all said and done, I was really surprised by how warm and welcoming people were in Ottawa. And that's what Canadians are known for. They're really friendly. They're super sweet hospitality. They're amazing, amazing people. So uh, as much as I wanted to like be angry and like, you know, get really mad at my parents and I wanted to, I didn't want to cool down. But when I went there and the kind of warmth and love I got from people in Canada and the community, the Indian community in Canada, uh, in fact, some of my best shows and performances have been in, uh, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Vancouver. So Canada very soon became home for me. And now I miss Canada. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's weird. And now I'm back to yeah. Dubai. Interesting how it works, right? Yeah, like yeah. full circle. Yeah, you were talking about not, trying to convince your parents to not move. I remember my parents were going to move from Mangkul, Bharadubai to Motor City and I was trying to convince them because <laughs> oh I was God. quite comfortable like the tuition. Please. And, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, just get the falafel sandwiches, just do there once and then... Mangkul's a great area, you know. I know growing up in Dubai, those were the areas we used to be in all the time, Bharadubai, Karama. Now it's become Marina and Palm Jumeirah for me, but it's funny, like every time I go, I drive towards... Bardubai and Karama, so much nostalgia. I'm just like, yeah, I used to go there to eat and I used to do this and I used to do that. So that's so where the heart is. So you did touch upon this fact that when you moved to Canada, it was um, you moved away from your comfort zone. And that's what you mentioned in that interview as well. And you went on to say that because you were too involved with your friends in the social circle in your comfort zone in Dubai. And then when you suddenly put in a space in Canada, that's and where that's not the case. And then you're wondering what's next. And that's when you started focusing on music. 
do you often think about this fact that if you hadn't moved to Canada, which at that point you did rebel against, you might have not gotten into music altogether. You might have had a very delayed entry into music. Mm. I mean, good question. But like, uh, you know, the thing is, you're right. Like, I think going to Canada, like, uh, see, in Dubai, we're very much in touch with our Indian culture. The proximity to India, we're, we're still doing a lot of Indian things here. Uh, going to Canada, I think there was so much of like Western culture around me that I think I felt the need to cling on to the culture a bit more because I was missing it. And I was doing it through music. So yeah, you're probably right. Maybe I would have had a delayed entry into music or maybe I would have pursued the traditional path of like being a, being a doctor or being a scientist or being, because I remember I was so fond of, uh, I really, I was doing very well in school with biology and those kind of subjects. So I really wanted to be a doctor at one point and then I changed to a microbiologist and then I changed to marketing. I, I, I had so many different ideas in my head. I think I wanted to do it all. Um, but you're right. I think there would have been a delayed entry if I was in Dubai, I probably would have been pursuing music more as a hobby here, like uh, like along with my school and along with my, you know, other aspirations uh, or other like career aspirations. But I think moving to Canada, I was lucky that uh, certain opportunities came to me uh, at that time, which led me to believe that I should take music more seriously. And I was probably the only female singer that was very uh, like in the Indian circuit, in the South Asian circuit that was very active at that time. So uh, that got me a lot of opportunities. So I was performing, you know, every weekend. And you're right. I think I, I, I delved into music a lot more because I was in Canada. I'm not sure if that would have happened if I was here. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise. So we're all thankful that your parents decided yeah, to move yeah. to Canada. End of yeah. the day, the parents are always right. You know? Yeah. Shout out to your parents. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you, mom yeah. and dad. And you know, I know you're going to be happy listening to this because they always think I keep complaining. But yeah. no, I'm very grateful, actually. It's uh, the butterfly everything effect happens for the right from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from Canada, you took part in a competition. You ended up going to India. And then you uh, ended up becoming part of a reality show. It's Sunsil Gang, Gang of Girls, I believe it was called. And if you actually track your trajectory throughout. I find it very interesting that you have been able to make really tough decisions with a very detached uh, perspective. So getting out of the reality show, the Sunsilk show, um, stepping away from Bollywood when you felt that it was getting slightly toxic or the work ethics were not great. And even moving away from Mumbai after a while and settling in Dubai as well. So you have made these really tough decisions and you've done this with a sense of uh, being very objective about it. So I'm very curious to know, do you, of course, your family and the values instilling in your own personality, that plays into this. But do you think a part of the reason is also the fact that you've grown up in Dubai as a Gulf expat and it gives you this outsider's perspective into India? Because I constantly feel it like if you ask me, I am Indian, but if I go to India, there's always this feeling that you're slightly detached. Do you think that's course, part of the of reason? Of course, that's definitely the reason. Like I, it's kind of weird to say this, but even though like you are, you know, one is of Indian background and Indian nationality or whatever, but when you go there, you still feel a little out of place. You know, you still feel like a little detached as you were saying, that's the right word. Um, for me, I have to attribute it to the cultural values uh, that my parents instilled in me. And that's probably why I was able to make decisions very objectively. It hurt, of course, because you're there for a purpose and you want to see that purpose grow. Um, but, you know, you're, at least for, I mean, people choose how they want to go about it in industry, you know. Are, are they okay uh, turning a blind eye you know, towards everything that's happening and still moving forward? Or are they going to be true and honest to themselves and say, you know what, I don't like, this doesn't fall in place or fall in line with my values and, you know, uh, uh, morals that I've, I've learned growing up. 
Uh, Sorry, so, can I just ask, was it tempting at any point to just say, let's take a big break, even if I don't like the work that I'm doing, but it might get me some attention? Because this is what most people who end up going to the industry end up doing. Sorry, what do you mean by let's take a big break, as in? Like, so, like you just mentioned, there's some things you might not be comfortable with, ah. some kind of a project. But was it tempting at that point to just say, you know what, I'll do this now. I don't, I don't completely like what I'm doing, but maybe it might lead to something that I might like. It's funny because a lot of people said that actually advised me to do it. You know, a lot of people actually advised me that... Uh, how does it matter? Like, who's going to know? You know, all this happens, uh, uh, you know, in closed doors, you know? Um, I was like, but you know, I, I know, I, to be, I know this is going to sound like a lot of people probably won't even believe me, but the reality is I had put my foot down. I was like, you know what? I know I'm losing a huge opportunity. There were like so many amazing opportunities in front of me. I know I was like closing doors for some great opportunities, but I just, see, the thing is, I want to wake up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I got this and I got this work because of my talent, because someone believes in me. They truly believe in me. Yeah, unfortunately, when I was there, now I think the industry is changing because of social media and stuff. Things have gotten very different and uh, the generation now, I know I sound very old, but the generation now, they're very lucky to, especially the people in their teens and, you know, who are aspiring to get into this world of uh, fashion or music or whatever, acting. I think they're fortunate that Social media is out there and they can put their, put, sit at home, put a video up and get noticed from miles away. At that time, it was all about being in Bombay, you know, meeting people, like uh, attending these, I don't know, parties, these, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, social bees and stuff like that. So for me, for me, I remember, that, you know, I went, to a, I went to a few of those. It was nice to meet a lot of people, but then those advances made me feel extremely uncomfortable. And I said to myself, I, I can't wake up in the morning and feel good about myself knowing that I got this project, you know, uh, in, in the, the wrong way. So, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Like I look back because I've heard I've it's funny because I've actually I months later, I've heard that song on TV and I hear that song on TV and I someone else's voice. And I'm like, that could have been me. And it's a chart buster. But I'm like, you know, it's a decision I made and I I, I, I respect my own decision and I'll stand for it. And I'm, I'm not regretting it in any way. No, you have made some really tough decisions, but what does shine through is the integrity that you've mm. shown. And it does speak for yourself. I mean, we can distract with tragedy and seeing the choices you've made and they're all... Thank you. I, I'm glad you, uh, you know, brought this up and uh, you, yeah. you're appreciating it. So it feels nice to hear that. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wanted to tie it, just close up this one question about um, growing up in Dubai as well. So you had mentioned something interesting about never really feeling like there's a sense of detachment, of course. So... At this stage now, now you're back in Dubai. Have you been able to form a fully rooted sense of identity? Because I say this because I still struggle with it. Now that I've moved to the US as well, people ask me where you're from. I say Dubai because that's the place that's closest to home for me. And if I say India, then it becomes, okay, where in India? And then it's like, uh, I've never really stayed there. Yeah, My yeah, family's yeah. from there. Exactly, yeah. But if I'm in Dubai, then I say I'm in India because there's an understanding here. Of course. So, so do, you still, do you still struggle with this or do you now have a good idea of what your cultural identity is? No, it's funny. I actually still struggle with it because now when people ask me where you're from, I say, well, I'm Canadian, but, <laughs> but I'm from Dubai. Uh, I used to live in Dubai. Like I have to, like there's a whole story that I have to explain, you know, like there's no, like there's not like this one word answer or like, because I was born here I, for the longest time. I felt like a Dubai and I always wanted to come back here. So I made sure that happened and I'm extremely thrilled to be here right now. But I, when people ask me, oh, and also a lot of times I think it's because of the accent as well, because when I, certain words that I speak and say, they're like, that doesn't sound, it doesn't sound Indian. It doesn't sound Dubai. It doesn't like, where are you from? So that's how the conversation begins. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm from Canada. I spent like, you know, a good chunk of time there. So 
So yeah, I still struggle with it. It's okay. It's not you're not the only one. Oh, and I, <laughs> I think uh, there are a lot, a lot, probably a lot of kids in our place, like you know, who have moved countries a lot or who have, you know, lived in different places. I'm sure they all struggle with it. But at heart, like I think I'm still a Dubai girl. I'll always be a Dubai girl, and uh, I'm like I said, I'm very grateful for the opportunities Canada has given me. So I'll I'll, I'll never discount that. But uh, now that I'm back to Dubai, Dubai is also proving to be a extremely warm and welcoming place. And I, I couldn't be more happier. I'm, I'm really thrilled to be here uh, during COVID season, especially. I think it's the best city we could have ever lived in. They've, ha they've handled it so well. You know, I, I don't think I would want, I would want, you know, want it to be anywhere else at this time because honestly, yeah, we're going through a lot of these variants and all of that, but I feel uh, life, is, life is great here. You know, the government has done a supremely amazing job no, in I handling the situation, agree. so oh, it's great. For sure. Um, and yeah, I think this um, idea of this split cultural identity, I think it was manifested for you from birth itself because your nani wanted you to be named Shweta after mm -hmm. Shweta um, Bachchan, Avatar yeah, Bachchan's yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your other family members wanted you to be named Kanti Mati. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, so probably I guess it's, they set it in stone, they manifested it for oh, you. For sure, and I still have that, you know, that because my legal name is Kanti Mati Subramanian Ayer. And Shweta always stayed with me because it's such a beautiful name. Of course, it became very common. Uh, now it's supremely common, but... Uh, at that time, it was a unique name. And I found Shweta, like people found it much easier to say Shweta, you know. Even when I went to Canada, like, yeah, my passport and all my documents had Kantimati, but who can say that? Like, Canadians can't say Kantimati? No, they were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. How can they not they say They would have, uh, yeah, shortened it to something, right? Yeah, 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 no. So then I just never yeah. introduced myself as Kantimati. They would, they would, they would like start, they're struggling, okay? They're yeah. like, Ka, and I'm like, just call me Shweta. Yeah. You know? They still go through it. I would imagine when they see legal documents. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, and, and also like my last name used to be butchered all the time. Like my surname, it used to be like Subramaniac and Subramanian. Subramaniac. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, listen, it's just, you can just call me Subram. So that's how my artist name came about, like Shweta Subram. So I have both names and I'm happy with that. So I'll respond to whichever name you call me with. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep switching it up. <laughs> <laughs> just to test yeah. me. Yeah, which side of your personality is <laughs> speaking. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Just always be on the lookout. Okay, so you were talking about Bollywood and you were talking about um, certain parts of the industry that you did not agree with. And in one of the interviews, you've said that Bollywood was a lot about who you knew. And that could really be your support network in the music industry. The Dubai word for this is called Vasta. Mm. And it's not shocking that Bollywood functions on Vasta. It doesn't come as a surprise to anyone, honestly. So if you had the power today to change three things about the Bollywood industry, what would they be? Oh, wow. Um, I think one would be, uh, like more recently, I've been seeing that the music industry has been doing a lot of remixes. That's the one thing I would change. I'd like, let's go back to some pure music. You know, let's take away the auto-tuning and let's take away that that. Uh, you know, tons of production and mixing and mastering. Adding that's random rap, random Punjabi rap, words, yeah. twerk, selfie, yeah. Lamborghini. <laughs> it's like whatever you can think of, yeah. man. It's like yeah. today it's Mera selfie, tomorrow it's Tera selfie. They just yeah. change one word. You know, it's just, yeah. uh, where's the creativity? You know, that's the one thing I would change. Uh, to a certain point, there is some creativity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but okay. Oh, uh, yeah. There's yeah. one, that's one thing you would yeah, change. That's, yeah. the, that's the one thing I, I would uh, say. There's two from, more things, huh? Yeah. Three things. I know, I know. I wish I can think of two more things. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm like buying time here now. Yeah, yeah. But no, seriously, uh, I take that that uh, you know very seriously. Anything to do with music, I take extremely seriously. So that's the first thing I would change. Secondly, for me, um, see, I I would say this with a lot of more conviction. Years ago, like I said, when I went to the when I went to Mumbai, I was only visiting. I didn't even stay there for too long. I was just visiting. Uh, at that time, it was 
purely, purely, purely about like, you know, networks and who you know and like, you know, always showing up at these parties. Um, but social media has changed that a little bit now. So I think like the pe people that are kind of venturing into the industry now uh, have it slightly different. I wouldn't say easier because I, I still think, like you said, Vasta and like all this uh, networking and you know, the who, knowing the who's and who's are very important. Yeah. So I think... Uh, I would, I would change, uh, I mean, I can't, you can't change people really. Like, you know, everyone, everyone's, uh, everyone should have certain morals and ethics, you know, imbibed into them. So I, it's hard for me to say I would want to change that. But I would like to see the industry uh, functioning differently and, you know, uh, respecting the artist for who they are and for their talent and giving the opportunities based on talent. Uh, I also feel the same, in the same point that uh, it's nice to see all these reality shows out there. But what happens to the contestants after the reality shows? You know, I, I want to see them all, you know, being presented with more and more opportunities. It's sad. Like when uh, months down the road, years down the road, you know, you're like, hey, what happened to that really talented singer in that reality show? The poor kid is at home, not without, without any work. He got all that marketing, he got all that promotion, but, you know, he didn't, he, he, and he was promised a ton of opportunities on air, you know, to increase the TRP ratings of the show. Oh, you know, you'll, I'm, I'm sure you'll sing in my movie one day, but you never see, the, that kid never sees, you know, that happening. So that's the one thing, I, false promises is one thing I'd like to change, you know. I, I, so that's, 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 that's a personal point. And um, yeah, those are the two, only two things I honestly can think about. I know you asked for three. It's fine. Yeah. You can send us an email later. <laughs> we'll add it. But yeah, these, no, these are quite powerful points for sure. Um, to your point about reality shows, to date, I always think about so the Indian Idol, the first season when it happened, there were two contestants, finalists, Amit Sana and Abhijit, Abhijit Savant. Yes. And me and my brother used to have this competition between us because he used to like Amit Sana, I used to like Abhijit Savant. And we both now constantly wonder what would happen to that because they were like the next big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was the first Indian, Indian Idol, right? It was the biggest thing ever. I mean, I, in fact, it's funny, I was actually, I was in touch with uh, Abhijit Savant uh, last month. We were talking over, uh, you know, WhatsApp. He was in Dubai. Supposed to meet, we didn't get to. But, you know, I, I was telling a friend that, oh, you know, I'm going to meet Abhijit Savant at all. And she's like, oh, yeah, whatever happened, you know, uh, like, is he doing any work? Like, so, I mean, I'm happy to see he's doing a lot of shows. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, he's uh, probably really involved in the creative process of making music, writing songs. But the kind of the way he was blown up and the kind of exposure yeah. he got, you really would have, have expected to see the next like 10 albums in Bollywood in his name. But that didn't happen, you know. And, you know, actually, I, and I, I did think of a third point, actually, um, because I didn't want to send an email later. <laughs> I, I thought yeah. of it. Anything but an email. Yeah, no, 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 no but jokes apart, actually, yeah. this point was in my head. It's that I really want to hear a lot more independent music. You know, there are a lot of independent artists out there uh, doing some amazing things, amazing bands. Um, I just hope that they, they, they're put more in the forefront, you know. They're given more opportunities to, like, compose for films or, you know, because you need the marketing. You need, you need, you need, unfortunately or fortunately, you need the backup of big Bollywood stars. And, you know, that's when your song becomes extremely popular. So I'm, I'm hoping that more independent music, musicians are able to shine through and bring their music to the forefront. Yeah. That can be heard it's by the It's a very masses. interesting point. I'm actually very curious to get your thoughts on this. Uh, because the uh, thought was that with the advent of social media platforms like YouTube, TikTok, uh, Spotify, independent artists would actually get a lot more exposure. But... What I find these is even with Instagram, not in music in particular, is that 
the status quo still persisted on even on these social media platforms yeah. like on instagram the kind of influences that are on there yeah. is not the kind of art that i thought would be promoted through it you know exactly. art, tiktok all these yeah. so do you think the challenge the battle then is not with these head honchos in bollywood who are pushing a certain visual of what someone should look like or sing like or speak like but rather actually convincing people that the kind of art that you do the music that you do is actually much has more value to it i guess yeah yeah i think i'm just trying to, um, if i if i can understand your question you're saying that you were expecting social media to have um, i mean the, the thought was that it's just awareness that's not allowing people to actually value a certain kind of music over the other but what these platforms have shown is actually people still value these remixes you know those beats and stuff and it's good artists that are still being suppressed yeah, even on yeah i agree with you yeah. i agree with you they're, they're being suppressed i mean yeah there are few artists that have uh, you know able to maybe shine on tiktok or tiktok or instagram through insta reels but yeah if you if you look at the percentage i mean it's mostly bollywood songs that are being remixed on reels and on yeah. you know uh tiktok videos and all of that um yeah so i see i think uh it's it's all about marketing and you know having the dollars to like promote your song if you can if you have a lot of um monetary power to pump your song out there and you know have it played on every channel every social media influencer paying these influencers and you know bloggers to dance on your reel or cook on your reel you know that's that's what that's what people people end up watching and then you know it's like it's like a effect right like everyone else is doing the reels because they want to be a part of the uh, trend you know so it's unfortunate it's unfortunate because you would expect these portals to actually uh, give uh, younger musicians or more independent musicians uh, a platform or more of an opportunity to showcase their work but i don't see that happening much really i don't see that happening which and and a lot of times it surprises me when pe- when i see people that have these blue tick marks and people that are like you know so called influencers and bloggers and i'm like what are they known for like you know what is it that they do and they just put out random videos they just have this like really good team who are like who's very good at editing stuff like you know changing their clothes they jump on the sofa they're sunglasses change they jump into the kitchen their pants change like you know like it's tiktok template tiktok template jump one place to another <laughs> yeah that's that's what's hap- that's what's becoming becoming insanely popular even on instagram they're all just copying each other i don't i i think no one's you know people just want fast results and fast likes and fast comments and they want to just show you know because that's what sells numbers right even in instagram it's all about how many followers do you have you know i never cared about this honestly i never cared about this cuz it, it it irritates me and somebody's like how many followers do you have i'm like i don't have an answer i'm sorry if you want to follow me for my work it's great but if you want if if only if i have a million followers or half a million followers if that's your you know a criteria to follow me that's okay i don't need another follower it's okay you just follow me because you're appreciative truly appreciative of my talent and my skill set and you really like what you're listening or what you're seeing and of course we all succumb to these trends even i've done silly things like you know i wear this and then i come out with like some glamorous outfit like you do this but i do it for fun you know i do it for fun i don't i don't get succumbed into it and i'm not not every every reel or every tiktok video is a template yeah. for me you know like i want to i want to focus on putting my music out there putting pictures of my shows that i've done so people know what chwata is all about they see the fun side you know they see the musical side so yeah all important points and I'm sure you'll start a revolution from this show itself on the oh, points no, and you want to change it. I, I don't even know if people people are going to like me after this interview. <laughs> I think they will love it. Don't worry. Um but I'm curious you've also worked in the Tamil music industry. So what are the differences or maybe what similarities that you find between the Bollywood music industry and the Tamil music industry at that point? Um personally I love the music in the Tamil music industry. 
if you ask me which industry I'd like to be a part of more, it would be the Tamil music industry because I'm not saying that uh, uh, you know one industry is uh, far more talented than the other. It's not that, but it's at least from what I see and what I hear, the kind of music that and the music directors that are that are churning out of uh, the regional music industries are just phenomenal, and lot more. music directors are getting opportunities to you know portray and showcase their talent uh, and not just not just the movies there's also i think there was also, there was this show on youtube it was a music mojo or something uh, it was like a south indian it was done, the shoot the shoot was done in kerala and they had these bands you know doing cover songs but then their own inter- interpretation of these songs and then some originals and the kind of stuff they do it was very similar to coke studio but it was a south southern version uh, shot in kerala so i just feel like they the kind of music the kind of skill set the kind of uh you know talent that comes out of the south is far more far more uh, like uh, you know at least at least they they the industry promotes and pushes such kind of talent and i'm sure there is such kind of talent even in in, in northern side and bollywood side it's just that they're too busy focusing on remixes <laughs> so <laughs> at the moment at the moment message taken don't yeah. worry <laughs> <laughs> you have actually provided quite uh, interesting perspectives on a lot of common issues so i actually want to check one more thing with you you've been in the thick of uh this issue so uh for the song jalebi baby tasha chose to not give you feature credits and he in fact i think it i would put it as a footnote in a video description so not really credits as such and if you ask me your contribution to the song is the most significant part it is mm. the main hook mm. it is the part that everyone remembers yes um it is what the song is named after as well so Sure. I mean, this is a gray area because if Tasha really wants to argue it, then he can say that a song is a composite of many different elements. If you really quantify it, then that portion will become a very small part of it. But to everyone else, we all know that, of course, you are equally a part of this song. So, this is an issue that has persisted in the music industry for the longest amount of time. I mean, Rolling Stones, Beatles, even they have issues with accreditation as well. Do you think there is a way moving forward to actually set some kind of guidelines so that this doesn't happen, or do you think? just this the creative process that's involved in making a song making music do you think we'll always have these issues as we go along now that you've been in the thick of one yeah yeah so going back to the tissue issue like yeah it came to me as a big surprise uh because uh, just to give you some background i was originally uh, when i was originally contacted by tesher and uh, his team uh they pretty much initially just told me that i was going to sing background vocals and i was going to be one amongst many singers and this was during lockdown i was in dubai and i didn't i didn't think much of it I said you know what like uh, he's a Canadian uh, and I was like you know let's just uh, help a fellow Canadian musician out like how does it hurt I'm at home I have my recording set up so I just uh, d- did my parts and sent it to him the next thing I know is the song was released and the funny thing is I you know generally when I work with musicians there's this code of conduct or this this uh, sometimes even not it's not everything has to be put on paper it's like understood there's this you know ethical thing where it's like Okay, thanks for sending your vocals. Uh, you know, here's the so here's the final mix. How do you feel about it? Like this, this is how your vocals are going to sound. Uh, do you approve? Like, do you want? Do you believe your vocals sound okay or whatever? You know, there's a basic a conversation that happens between two professional musicians. I think with Tesher, the weird part was after I sent my vocals, I never heard back from him. And the next thing I know is the song is out, and I didn't even know the song was out. Actually, a fan, a couple of my fans and followers from Instagram wrote to me. saying that is that your voice in the jalebi baby track and i was like oh how do you know because i didn't i didn't make a i i didn't make an announcement that i was part of tesher's project whatsoever it was a surprise actually so i was a little taken aback 
Listen to Tashu's out with the song and the the hook sounds like your voice. And that's what really got to me because first of all there was no uh I think I was a little surprised that he didn't want to uh you know uh credit me. He didn't want to mention me even in his social media Instagram accounts. He put out the song. There was no mention that Shweta Subramanian sang the, you know, the hook line. And um so the I I was just a little appalled by that behavior. I remember like my manager reached out to his management and uh, they were under the argument that I've just sang uh background vocals, right? And uh, and this is an argument that continues to date because a lot of people everywhere I go. Now fortunately Dubai has been very supportive. The media here has been great. They've all, you know, interviewed me. I've been in different media channels, newspapers, radio stations. and they've all been promoting the fact that you know I'm the singer of Jalebi Baby and I've sang the hook of Jalebi Baby so now a lot of people know this so uh I just I don't know if it's ignorance or if it's just you know he doesn't want to acknowledge it but I I just found it surprising that uh uh something that's so obvious to everybody that I've sang the hook of the song the title is called Jalebi Baby it was only right to credit me as a featured vocalist and not just a background vocalist or you know uh or sort of not give that uh, you know the not put, not put the spotlight on it so i don't know what's causing this and i'm still waiting to hear from tesher on why he is why he's done that i've not heard back from him i'd reached out to him many number of times uh didn't hear back so i'm i'm just i'm just you know i i'm a believer of karma so i i just sometimes think like you know what it's 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 an experience i learned from it and maybe i'll do things a little differently moving forward uh but rightfully so everywhere i go it feels really good when people say you know what you you are the one who made the song like it's your voice that made the song yes all due to ta- all credit to tashir for producing it being the mastermind behind it he's a supremely talented uh, composer and producer i give him all credit for that not of course of course you can't take take that away from him uh, it's his idea uh but it's just that it would be nice to share the limelight a little bit with you know somebody who's also given some spark to your song you know with their voice so that's that's the only thing i wish was done a little bit better but yeah it is what it is and to answer your question that this has been happening in the industry uh you know uh yeah i i guess what makes it complicated is there there are no set uh you know uh, rules in place or and and i've heard that uh, that even in the past legendary artists have had these problems you know where somebody's not credited and this and that and it's sad i i really hope i don't know maybe there should be like a collective union like all of us should like start like you know this organization where we we believe that artists are credited more fairly uh because it's 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 it it hurts to be in this position you know it really does because see you you put in a lot of work and end of the day i believe that it's it's only fair that everyone should be happy and everyone you know should 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 uh, uh earn their share of popularity and earn their share of monies as well right and when you're not credited properly you lose a big chunk of both neither are you getting the popularity neither are you getting the the monies right you know you're taking a huge share of pie to yourself so i think if 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 things can change in terms of uh crediting like you know if we can maybe have these if these rules can change a little bit i think it will make the world a much better place especially for musicians and i don't know if that's going to happen or not honestly i don't have an answer to that Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. The revolution is going to start from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, when they look back, they're like, "This is the episode." This is the episode. Yeah, yeah, I really hope so. I really hope yeah. so. 
But at least let's, let's get the conversation going. And yeah. it's not anything. I mean, everyone knows uh, Jalebi Baby, and the more uh, we promote you, I yes, think, yes. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Um, the least I can do yeah, <laughs> for a great song like that. Okay, so before we start wrapping up, I have a game segment for you. Okay. I have a rapid fire round. I love rapid fire. Yeah, inspired by Coffee with Karan. So of course. Show you what's the show, so you know how it goes. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Mm. Make sure your answers are rapid, full of fire. Yeah. And Am I getting a gift hamper? Uh, due to COVID, <laughs> COVID protocols, cancel the coffee hamper. Okay, I'll but bring we'll my see. peppermint tea. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe we'll send something your <laughs> way. No, no, we take this very seriously. The coffee, <laughs> the rapid fire round. Is a, okay, okay. It's a legacy. <laughs> okay, let's Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so if you woke up one morning and you found out you've turned into the following, what would you do? <laughs> okay. This is typical coffee current yeah, questions. Yeah, 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 of course. Shreya Goshal. Oh my God. I would try like more huskier songs. Like, you know, she's such a sweet voice and all she does is sing. I mean, she sings, she can sing anything. She's supremely talented. But like, I would, you know, maybe try an Adele or I would, you know, try like a Usha Uttup. I would, I would really try and see if I can modulate my voice to sound like that. Interesting. Yeah. Shreya Goshal, Usha Uttup. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ayushman Khurana. Oh, wow. If I woke up as uh, Ayushman Khurana, uh, I would take a break from work because the guy has been working like nonstop and he's doing all these like conventional roles and like really interesting movies you know um i i actually really appreciate him for his choices of work and he's shining through every project he does uh so i think he's on the run quite a bit so if 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 i woke up next to him i'd say please take a break all right <laughs> take a break aishman okay next one Batsha. <laughs> oh if i woke up as Batsha, oh god i was like you know Bacha, like I like your rap, but can you like do something new? Like I'd like to hear something new from him. You know, like I loved Ginda Pool and like I, 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 I there are certain songs of his that I really like. Um, and he's a great rapper. He's very talented. But I would just like to hear something new, something fresh. Uh, you know, something maybe even in, uh, maybe he's already done this and I haven't heard it, but more regional as well. I like to hear him do some Tamil rap and Malayalam rap and you know maybe explore more avenues. He's watching. He'll, yeah, he'll take the <laughs> feedback. Himesh Reshamia. I'd stop singing from my nose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's his USP. <laughs> I know that is his USP. But um, yeah, no, maybe that's what you know works for him. But like, I would, I would try and do like this non-nasal singing. Yeah, I, I would like to hear him sing some like old melodies, you know, like some uh, Muhammad Rafi songs. I would like to see how he would sound in it because he has a different voice, very unique voice. Yeah. It would be nice to actually see because you know a lot of times what what perspective we have of someone is through reality shows, you know. But I'd like to meet Himesh the person and like really understand his uh, music sensibilities and uh, his uh, his who his idols are and aspirations are yeah the rock star of the 2000s initiation my entire childhood was based on his songs okay one movie dialogue that describes Shweta Subra I told you I don't remember any movie dialogues one quote one phrase oh god tagline yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is like the worst question you can ask me because I can't <laughs> you're not running away from this question <laughs> um oh god one quote one tagline Maybe I should just make one up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, life is not a bed of flowers. That's 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 how I'd put it. Life is not a bed of flowers. Uh, that's that's my line. And if I can elaborate, basically, you know, you ha like you have to be strong enough to deal with what life throws at you. You know, uh, you can't you can't be too emotional, too overly sen uh, you know sensitive, because I've I've been there, done that, and uh, you know you hope that people are gonna like empathize with you and you know yeah they might share a few words just to make you feel comfortable at that moment but like 
really you have to be strong and you have to like just buck up and like you have to move forward and you know so that's why i said life is not a bed of flowers like just be prepared at whatever life throws at you that's a great movie dialogue on the spot yeah. <laughs> bed of roses bed of flowers okay one song that will always make you smile oh um one song that will always make me smile um it's funny i don't I, that song always makes me smile but like it's the action song uh I'm trying to remember the names and lyrics of the song. It makes me smile but I can't remember the name of the song. I don't know if I if you You can sing it, it if you want. No, I'm so bad at the tune also. Hold on. Um okay, let me think of another song. But there is an Etchurin song. <laughs> I don't know that many. Uh <laughs> thinking out loud A team. No, not not A team. Shape of You is also right. Yeah, Shape of You I used to really like. I used to really yeah. like. It is one of the songs too. But it's not, not it doesn't make song. you smile as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little smile. <laughs> a little smile. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it makes 10%. me dance actually. I right. I really liked Shape of You because I saw so many different versions of it as well. And uh I used to always be like every time it came on like I I don't know it was a good good like feel feel good song. Yeah. Uh Shape of You was definitely that. And then I would say in uh Hindi for me uh or even in uh, South Asian music, I really used to like um uh, uh, the song uh, Kangana. It's like the Dr. Zeus has made a song. Kangana Tirani. I just I don't know why I just love that song. Like every time I have a chance to perform it, I I love performing that song as well. One song that always pulls you to the dance floor. Dance floor. Oh yeah, um I'm I I know that song. Bebo bebo bebo. Every yeah. time I hear that, I yeah. just no what if you know, I don't know what they're saying, yeah. okay? Honestly, like at peace. If you had only one more day to live, what food would you want to eat? Honestly, I I would I'm veg- vegetarian, but I would eat like you know Hakka noodles, Manchurian, uh, South Indian by background. So I'd have some nice dosa idli, anything like that's vegetarian and yummy. But I think one of my most favorite things is ras malai, and I think I'd gobble down like you know a few of those. Yeah, so I'm vegetarian as well, and, on, oh. and unfortunately, people don't talk a lot about the veg Hakka noodles, the veg Manchurian. Oh my god, it's a world. I, mean, I know parota and the goji manchurian. Oh yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. I just love it, and I could, I could, I could even eat like uh, I could eat that for lunch, dinner, breakfast. Actually, I could eat that all so the time. Speaking my language. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The greatest irony in life is actually the voice of Jalebi Baby does not like jalebis herself. So if you had to pick between these two desserts, which one would you pick? Honey cake or tiramisu? You have put me in such a tough spot because I like both of them so much, especially after moving to Dubai. Like tiramisu would be in my hands down number one choice. Okay, if you asked me this question when I was in Canada, because I didn't even know honey cake existed at that point, yeah. and then I came here, yeah. and then there was this bakery called Katrina. I'm sorry, I'm promoting you guys, but Kat- are you sorry? <laughs> I should be they happy in promoting you guys. <laughs> okay. yeah. Katrina Bakery. If you have a chance, where are they? They're everywhere. You can zomato them. Just get honey cake. Okay. Like I should have put that today. I should have told you I'm coming only if you have honey cake. Yeah, actually, there. that's true. <laughs> they're watching and they're going to sponsor this. The amount of <laughs> I know how much amount of time I've mentioned. No, but their honey cake is phenomenal. Like it's 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 funny because now even for birthdays and for celebrations, you know, normally the the norm is you have black forest or chocolate cake, right? It's gone out of the window for me now. It's honey cake from Katrina. Even in our house, actually, but it's Spinnies. Oh, Spinnies. <laughs> yeah, oh, I should try that. Spinnies has always had. It's been. It's like the age old. You know, really nice bakery and nice breads and stuff. Honey right? cake from Spinnies has always been a go-to. Okay, any so birthday. then that's for sure. Yeah, so that's yeah. a tough choice. I'm sorry. I like honey cake and tiramisu, so I think I'll have both. Okay, minus five points. No coffee hamper <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, the best advice I ever received was actually from Sonu Nigam when I was touring with him before COVID. Was that uh, listen to all sorts of music, all genres. Don't 
you know, uh, restrict yourself to one particular genre because, of course, since I sing more of Indian music, I used to always listen to like, you know, different Indian musicians and stuff. But he's like, no, it doesn't matter whether you sing it or not. Arabic music, Italian music, blues, jazz, just listen to it all. Because you learn something from, and listening is key. More than singing and like, you know, practicing every single day, uh, which is also important. Riyaz, as they call it, is very important. But listening to different kinds of music teaches you so much and gives you a very broad perspective. And you can incorporate different styles. So I think that's the best advice I've gotten to date. Like just listen to different kinds of music and be original. Do not try and imitate anyone because I know a lot of people are wannabe Arijit Singhs and Sunni Gums and Shriya Goshals and Sunni Chauhans. But uh, and a lot of times I used to get that like when I sing because I'm sort of more in the powerful bracket. Let's say, oh, you were like just like Sunni Chauhan. You know, it's it's a, it's a compliment because I I've not missed a single concert of hers. I love her. But the industry does not need another Sunidhi Chauhan. So I'm trying to create my own sound and sound as original as possible. Yeah, respect to Sonu Nigam, what a powerhouse and a legend of the music industry. Yeah. I grew up loving all the songs. Oh, can't he's amazing. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And he continues to innovate and continues. Oh, he's so great. It's actually a real honor to watch him perform. And so that, that too, so closely, I had a chance to you know be with him backstage and tour with him and uh, work out with him in the gym. I we, we even worked out together where he was telling me how to like do push-ups and all that. He's such a great guy. Like I love him. I love him. What's the worst advice you've received or feedback or review? The worst advice, I wouldn't say feedback or advice, but when I when I was growing up, uh, my mom was taking me for music classes and it, it, it still stays with me to date because I only can imagine how much it hurt my mom at that time when someone told her that I sound like a frog. Yeah. It's like, oh, why is she even singing? She's like, she's croaking. And then I was like, okay. And you know, the reason that it was the case was because I, I was, uh, as a kid, I had tonsillitis. And I still do because I never removed my tonsils. But fortunately, I've been, uh, not like I'm getting into medic medical conversation here, but I, I, I fortunately started taking homeopathy medicines. And that's really saved my saved, saved me uh, for years to come. And my voice texture and everything has changed. And of course, you know, growing up, your voice changes. But I was like an eight-year-old kid and someone said, like, I sounded like a frog. Uh, so that was the worst thing someone has ever told me. Yeah. But it's okay, you know. It, it only it, it, it doesn't what doesn't hurt you it makes you stronger right so I think it may be stronger and I kind of wanted to prove that yeah a frog can also this is your struggle story you write this in your book <laughs> in autobiography a frog can jump out of the yeah. pond yeah. <laughs> there is a metaphor there okay react with one word to the following Indian high school nostalgia like fun memories one word sorry John Mayer yeah minus five <laughs> yeah. John oh, Mayer J John Mayer Talent. Yeah. Talent. Lata Mangeshkar. Legend. Backstreet Boys. Um, childhood crush. <laughs> <laughs> Two words, but I allow it. Yeah, please. Yeah, because we're mine. Good, good. Yeah. Shankar Madhavan. Uh, powerhouse of talent. I'm sorry. I know you're saying one word, but you know, he, I, there's, I, don't, I don't think there's enough words for Shankar Mahadevan. You know, aspiration. Uh, also a mentor for me, actually. I won one of his competitions. Shankar Mahadevan Academy and I had I had a chance to learn from him one-on-one -on -one. and he was so sweet he's so sweet every time I meet him the warmth he deserves it so I love this yeah. paragraph for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah one musician you're dying to work with oh yeah I think uh, if I had to pick it would be uh, A.R. Rahman uh, definitely would like to work with him uh, again you know we've grown up listening to his music like there's been Bombay, there's been so many phenomenal albums of his, you know. Uh, so I think if I get the opportunity to even do one song or one line, 
for him that would be so yeah. great i'm not even into i'm mean, like i'm not in music but i would also love to work with him yeah <laughs> yeah yeah just to be around just him. to be around what him what a right? legend yeah. yeah okay last question of this rapid fire round what is the best and worst part about being shweta subram oh the best part about being shweta subram is uh, i i think uh, it's a blessing that the kind of life i've had you know uh, everything has its own challenges but i think i'm blessed to have had the opportunity to live in different countries experience different cultures and then you know uh, use that in my music and like just i i just feel like i'm i'm really blessed to have this kind of life so that's i think the best part about uh, being for the supreme the worst part i think uh, no one wants to be near near me when i'm angry i i <laughs> i'm not angry with you don't worry <laughs> already knows hands are shaking <laughs> yeah you yeah. don't want to be next to shwetha sarom when she's angry or you know when she's upset uh because it takes a lot for me to get angry i have a lot of patience but if 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 you keep nudging me in the wrong direction and then you you know like irritate me then i'm i'm done message has been sent out <laughs> that is the end of the rapid fire round i would give that a 5 out of 5 thank you thank you performance and we will arrange a coffee hamper <laughs> for that performance but yeah great answers all thank the way you. through thank few you. minus points I but know. but we'll ignore It's that okay, for now yeah yeah everyone's allowed to have few minus points you're allowed in this in life for sure there <laughs> has to be a balance right <laughs> yeah okay so uh final questions for you as we start wrapping up what are some books movies or people that have been strong influences in your life so books uh, a book i read recently it was by this author called louis hay uh you can heal your life yeah you can heal your life i'm pretty sure that's the name of the book what a book i loved it uh it's truly a blessing a friend of uh, mine had introduced me to that book and i can't thank her enough uh i urge everyone to go and read that book uh it's it talks about how your thoughts are so important in life you know how your thoughts kind of manifest into what happens in your life so definitely a book to read uh movies there are so many but i i remember growing up watching sound of music and mary poppins and i could so go back and watch that again and again and again uh re- recent hindi movies the one i've been watching over and over is zindagi na milegi dobara and dil dhadakne do are like two of my top movies uh, in 2000 there was a movie that came out it was called gift the gift very interesting movie actually very cool movie i remember walk, walk, watching like walking out of the theater thinking like wow that I, that really that movie really like you know stayed with me uh, interesting one about a, a couple that was married and a mysterious guest walks into their life and then he shows up randomly every other day and you know inundates them with like mysterious gifts so that's what the story is about and i won't say more because trust me you should watch it spoilers, if you watched it yeah. it's called the, <laughs> no no spoilers yeah. it's it's called the gift so yeah these are a couple of movies and books that i would Yeah, recommend. Did you ever have a moment where you were completely starstruck that you thought, "Wow, this is really surreal. I'm going to work with this person." Yeah, that happened with Sonu Nigam. Sorry. That happened with Sonu Nigam because, uh, you know, when I was in Dubai, uh, I remember he had come here for a concert, and my my dad knew my love for Sonu Nigam. He was he was like more like my crush. Like I think I used to dream about Sonu Nigam all the time. So I remember like my dad was like he made sure I had like front row tickets for every concert of his. Yeah. So I was like sitting in the front and just like watching him you know perform like all like dreamy eyed and so starstruck and then funny enough when that moment actually happened when I when you know I got a call saying you're going to be touring with them I just played it off like so cool I'm like yeah of course yeah. I'm working with Sonali <laughs> Gam you know yeah. so but but the reality is you are so starstruck because you just like wonder how that man can do it all you know like he's and he's not just a great singer he's also a very well learned person like he's very well read uh he knows about anything you can have a topic about anything you can talk about 
you know, world affairs, you can talk about anything and he's just in the know-how of everything. He, he's, he's a very, uh, he's, he's a great, great, uh, like in terms of a reader, like knowledgeable singer, everything. So totally starstruck. I had the privilege of watching his concert in 2020, just before all the lockdowns. And he has a presence on stage and I was so far away. Yeah. And he, and he mixes his uh, like performance with like comedy and yeah, yeah. he does a lot of trawling on stage. Yeah. Like, yeah. He stops his song in the middle to like talk to someone in the front row. Yeah, yeah. Someone's walking by, he's like, thank you for coming. And then he's continuing yeah, yeah, yeah. singing. It's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's great. And yeah. he's like also a very good mic. So he can mimic like other artists really well. It's a pleasure to watch him. And uh, I also, I had the good fortune because like I said, I was touring with him. I even got, had a chance to party with him. So like after post concerts, we'd all like sit and we'd chill and we'd like, you know, and he, he has a whole different personality. So like, yeah, it's amazing. I just love it. I just remember like randomly he broke out into pelvic thrust and moonwalking on stage. He does that a lot, the moonwalk. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. Okay. Last three questions. Let's say you can travel back in time and you can give advice to young Shweta. What advice would you give him? Yeah, I, I would definitely give myself the advice that, uh, you know, start young, like don't, uh, don't waste time, you know, and don't be lazy. Because I, I used to always think, yeah, I'm young, I have years and, you know, I can do this and I can do that. Why am I in a rush? Um, and be, be a little bit more smart, smarter about opportunities. Because there were a lot of opportunities that came knocking on my door, which I failed to see because I was busy at that time, just having fun. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm super cool. People want to work with me. Yeah, I can wait. <laughs> you know, it's really foolish. Honestly, I admit I'm such a fool because I've lost some great, those opportunities actually have led to bigger opportunities for other people who actually jumped on board. So I will give myself that advice that, you know, if I could rewind a few years, I would say like, do not ignore it when opportunities come knocking on your door. Open every door, like, you know, analyze the opportunity uh, give it time, like see if it makes sense for you and then make a call. You know, don't just turn a blind eye towards things. Yeah. What would you like a legacy to be like? Oh God. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. a good answer. Uh, yeah. I haven't uh, thought about that one, but um, you can send us an email later yeah maybe i'll maybe I i'll send you an email, email on that is going to come regardless. i know yeah. i think the email has to come yeah. right i have somewhere yeah. that you're making sure i'm going to send you an email there has to be an email yeah no i really haven't thought that thought that one through actually i haven't thought that i, I haven't i haven't i don't i haven't believed that you know i'm going to like leave legacy i don't know why i've never really felt like that but um i'll get back to you on that one yeah. on email live each day <laughs> as it comes yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sure. That, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I, that's honestly what I do. I live, I live each day as it comes. I enjoy every moment uh, to the fullest. You know, I'm grateful every step of the way. Now, now I'm definitely more grateful for every opportunity I get. Yeah. Final question: What do you think is the meaning of life? Oh wow! Like I said, life is not a bed of roses. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's uh, life is complicated. Um, but at the same time, see, I'm not trying to sound negative. I think. Uh, we have to be grateful uh, to the kind of life God has given us. You know, I believe in a higher power. I believe in a supreme power. And I wake up every morning just thanking the divine power for, the, you know, the fact that I'm getting to see the light of another day. And, you know, like, uh, give me the strength and give me the power to, to fulfill the reason I'm here on this, on this, on this planet. So for me, life is, is a little complicated because, trust me, I've had a very interesting life with different things happening to me and different walks of life. So for me, life is complicated, but I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it's smooth sailing very soon. <laughs> Similar meaning to life, like Bon Jovi, who said life is not a bed of roses. Yeah. 
that's a great meaning to have shweta thank you so much if thank people you. want to connect with you follow your work uh, find out what you're doing next where can they do so yeah shweta subram is the handle instagram facebook s h w e t a s u b r a m um and yeah if you want to like here i'm doing a lot of these uh, live uh, sessions uh, i'm doing a lot of like unplugged sessions as well so people can hear who the real shweta is because like i said i'm not a fan of like uh, auto tuned and produced stuff when something's too over the top i want people to know shweta for for her voice and for her talent so i'm going to do a lot of that so make sure you follow these handles and you can hear me and you can watch me sing live sounds great Shweta thank you so much it was an honor talking to you thank you it was an honor as well thank you